0: <laughs> okay, I think we're recording, yep. Hello, I'm Philip, and I'm halfway through my meal eating takeout from some carnitas teres.
1: And I'm Ruth, I ordered the same thing, it's Amor Zante Villa, so we didn't have much of a choice. But it's pretty good. Um, today we're sitting at the top of a rooftop terrace above our hostel in Guatemala City. Um, it's about four in the afternoon, it's kind of sunny, breezy, pretty comfortable Southern California type weather, and we're here eating and we're imagining you sitting right next to us. So thanks for listening to Appleseed Radio.
0: So Appleseed began as an idea that we could create an organization that would let us travel and work together and live and you know improve child nutrition in the place that need it needed most. So this show chronicles our attempt to turn that idea into a reality.
1: So today, while we eat our pretty good meal, we'll be sharing a couple recent stories about Guatemaltecos amables, a.k.a. kind or friendly Guatemalans. So, Philip, you want to tell them about actually the very first thing that happened to us when we got here?
0: Sure, yeah. So, we got to Guatemala, and my bag was lost. Um, my bag with everything in it, everything I needed for two years, meticulously packed, it's gone. So the very first Guatemalan person that I talked to was the AA information lady. And um, she basically told me, don't worry, your bag's not lost. It's just late, okay? <laughs> so I waited. and Next flight came in, no bag. I Went to talk to the lady. Uh, next flight came in, no bag. I went to talk to the lady. Same thing, don't worry, it's coming. So four flights later, it was still gone and by this point we we're tired of each other i was starting to get a little short she didn't have any new information so she was tired of seeing me too she didn't know what was going on so i left and hoped that it would come that night our plan was to leave for the farm at 5 a.m the next day and we we're gonna get picked up
1: yeah and we were gonna be there for a week so. yeah we we're gonna be
0: there for weeks. So i needed my bag and so my only hope was to go to the airport the next morning at 4 a.m. and try to find it if it was there. Luckily, the hostel lady, her name was Vilma, she volunteered to drive me there at 3 a.m. It was so nice of her. First example of muy amable is what you say when you're thanking someone for being so kind. you know. And when I got to the airport, everyone was late. Everyone... <laughs> That worked for AA was either late Or unable to help me And I was told that there was one person who could help me When she got to work And I just have to wait for her So I did And I prayed <laughs> <laughs> From a distance I saw her show up And I was really excited Because time was ticking at this point point. Um, and guess who the lady was It was the AA lady from the day before Your
1: favorite lady <laughs> yeah.
0: So she looked up to look at me, and her face just dropped, <laughs> and I was really cautious. I was, you know, I explained that she was my only hope, that, that my bag might have been there at the airport, so we both set out to find it, and so she unlocked this door, and behind it were all these bags in a dark room, and we started rummaging. After five minutes of searching, my bag was not to be found. We were both getting frustrated. And suddenly I thought I saw it, like in the corner, gray and black. There it was. I went over there, climbed over some stuff and reached out and grabbed it. And uh, this man (laughs) moved. (laughs) There was a man under a jacket sleeping. In the corner, in in a
1: locked room. (laughs) Yeah,
0: scared the bejesus out of me. The lady and I just burst out laughing. It felt like we were on the same team. She's a person, I'm a person there's this weird person sleeping in here like two minutes after that my bag just turned up and it we found it it was great I apologized to the lady for my frustration and said gracias muy amable and um, she said de nada which is you're welcome or there's nothing and she just got back to work so um, yeah I rushed back to, we met met up with some new people we got to the farm it was a crazy drive with all sorts of sights and adventures that I'll have to catch you guys up on later. But basically, we got there. We made it to the retreat.
1: And Philip had clothes to wear.
0: I had clothes to wear and all as well. So maybe, yeah, maybe that lady, she was right the whole time. I just, yeah, I had nothing to really worry about.
1: Our next example happened, like, right after because it's... Basically, our next experience was meeting everybody from Semilla Nueva, our partner organization. Um, so the reason we were going to the, to the farm or the campo was for their um, team retreat. And we knew that everybody was going to be there. So as we pulled up to the farm, I started getting nervous because I saw you know, a bunch of people hanging out on the porch. It was like, oh, my God. There they are. Some people have met online. None of them we've met in person. And I felt like first first day of school. school. Or like like going on like a date after you've talked to someone online for a long time or something. I don't know. Um I've never online dated, been stuck with this guy for a long time, <laughs> yeah, so you I, a funny I look don't really talent. know. I <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> haven't been dating anyone else, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, Where were we? Oh yeah, first day of okay, school. So I was nervous, and but we, we got up there, we met Kurt, the the head guy of Samia, who been, we've been emailing back and forth with. We met Jake, who has been our point person coordinating our trip, and it was good. Everybody was, was really welcoming, um, and we immediately got into it. We just sat in on all of their meetings. Um, they were all in Spanish because everyone there is either Guatemalan or gringos who've lived in Guatemala and have perfect Spanish. So we were totally over our heads, just Try- trying to stay yeah. afloat like, listening. catching maybe 70% of what was being said. At most, <laughs> At yeah, most. my head was hurting. Yeah, um, so everyone was really welcoming, but definitely we felt like we were still kind of outsiders, not completely comfortable yet. Um, so after all day of listening to presentations, um, Samia so Nueva started doing an exercise where everyone sat in a circle and basically was giving feedback to the rest of the team of what they really wished for or really wanted to achieve in the next year. Um, so everyone's going around, talking, talking, talking. And, and we
0: happen to be sitting in the circle too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We somehow placed ourselves in the circle. And Philip is sitting, I think two people to my left. And I was expecting him to just kind of, you know, nod along. But when it came to be his turn he actually said something he said something really good about giving positive feedback and instead of me really thinking oh that was really nice to philip i was more like oh my god philip says something now i have to say something and it has to be in spanish (laughs) and it has to be in front of all these people and i haven't been thinking about it this whole time (laughs) and I'm sorry, I don't even know who went in between Philip and I, but I didn't listen to them at all because I was like ragging my brain for something to say. Um, But what I ended up saying was something that I truly believe in which is to align yourself to a goal and just put all your effort to that thing and to focus your energies on that goal instead of doing a lot of different things sort of good. Just to really... Put your efforts into that one big win. Yeah, um
0: what's essential. Right. What's, Focus yeah. on what's essential. What's essential, be exactly. strategic.
1: And yeah, so a simple I, concept. Simple concept, harder to explain in, in Spanish. I felt like maybe I got across. Um the guy that went next was Trini, who was this older sixty-ish guy, kind of chubby, super wise, super eloquent. I had noticed like all day that every time he spoke the room went silent everybody listened to him he would like act things out and um, everybody was was into it and I had noticed also during the day that he had kind of been like looking at me or looking at Philip and honestly I was really intimidated by him so he went next and I was like "Uh uh-oh like well he's just gonna totally blow me out of the water whatever he's gonna say but instead he said, I agree totally with Ruth. And he not only said that, he put together a few analogies on the spot to support what I had said. He, you know, he put like a 50-pound bag of seeds on his back to illustrate how um, if you're not focused, you just have all these other burdens that are weighing on you. And he, It was amazing to know that he understood me and he was on my side and was trying to communicate the same thing. after the meeting broke up, um, at this point, I still had not talked to Trini yet. Um,
0: wait, 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 wait. Can I interject? Yeah. I think the key point there, though, that was really cool is that it was something, the point you made was something that they had been thinking about. So me and Nuova leadership had been really thinking hard about this, about pivoting, sh- shedding a bunch of the stuff they're doing so they could focus on only what's essential. So stopping what they're promoting with, a lot of the agriculture stuff and right. promoting solely biofortified crops to improve nutrition, which right. is exactly what we came here to do. And it was like
1: Perfect a key pivotal
0: moment. And so you thought you were just giving some good advice, but in reality it was supporting what they were thinking. It was totally in line. And it, that's what made us go from like just being observers or consultants or whatever to being part of the team. And I think people really felt that way after that moment.
1: So, Definitely. I think. Anyways.
0: Um, um, what were you going to say about hmm. Trini and
1: afterwards? Well, I was just saying, even after all that, I still hadn't spoken to Trini yet. But after the meeting, he actually came up to me, grabbed my hand, made me sit down on the floor with him. And he basically just poured out his heart to me and told me about his vision for Guatemala and how just what you said that we had gotten there at the perfect time, and he was just so excited to work with us, and he got teary, I got teary. Like, it was just like a perfect, perfect match. And I think since then we've really felt that way about Sami, and they felt that about us. And
0: it's been great, good team. Yeah. Okay, um, well that's it for our show today. We're trying to keep this short, do it all in one take, but that was a little long. We'll try again next time.
1: <laughs> So thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us.
0: Yeah. Big thanks to also our uh, founding sponsors. Those of you who donated, your personal donations are what make our projects possible. So thank you. And if you're a listener out there and you haven't already done so, subscribe to Appleseed Radio through iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Coming up on our next episode, we're going to talk about, actually just dive into the whole Guatemalan collectivist psyche
1: Um,
0: (laughs) talk about why and
1: keep it under 10 minutes yeah
0: maybe maybe. and we'll talk about why people here are more different from Americans back home than any other culture in the world and how that's going to affect our efforts to understand them and eventually market a more nutritious corn so stay tuned our website is appleseedimpact.org catch you later
1: bye bye
0: adios